Hello, my friends. Welcome. This is The Joe Martino Show. And today I want to ask you a question. What if you changed your mindset from discouragement in the change process being bad to it's actually a good thing that you're discouraged. It's actually a good thing that you're sad. It's actually a good thing that it feels hard. What if we did those little mindset changes? What might we accomplish? Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. Okay, let's kick it off. Uh, I do have an email I want to address. Someone wrote in in regards to my episode on what's the difference between kind and nice. And essentially what they said was, hey, I appreciate the idea, but aren't you worried that people who are mean and jerks will use this as an excuse to be a mean jerk to other people? And certainly that's a possibility. I can't deny that. And I think there's two things we have to think about. One, anything that can be used for good can be used for bad. If I didn't have a vehicle, I wouldn't be able to get to where I work today in a reasonable fashion. I live a decent distance from where I'm making this recording and I could use that vehicle to do bad things. So anything that can be used for good can be used for bad. And I'll often say to clients, anything that can be used good can be used for evil. And so we have to recognize that. You have to recognize that it could be used in a way, a jerk, a mean person. I don't know how comfortable I'm with the word jerk, whatever, you know, a person who's being mean, a person who's being uh, just using words to hurt people, they could use this as an excuse. Well, I'm just being kind. You're worried about me being nice. Like, I get that. I get what you're saying. Uh, That brings me, though, to my second point. I think one of the things that, that we have to settle in America is just because something could be used for bad, if it can be used for good, we should use it. And there's so much fear-based conversations, fear-based decisions. There's so much fear running through the different things that we do that I often feel like the decisions made, well, okay, this could be helpful, but it also could go bad. Okay, but what's the probability? What's acceptable risk? I've talked about this before. I'll talk about it again. I'm going to talk about it for a few minutes right here. Everything we do brings some level of risk to it. What's the acceptable risk? In order to do something, what's the acceptable risk and what's the unacceptable risk? How do you make those decisions? I talk with my clients about, do you have a decision matrix? Do you have a way that you make decisions about whatever it is you're working on? We talk about things like price, cost, value. Then we talk about personal values and family values and objectives and steps and all of these things. One of the things that has to factor into that is how do you make a decision? Do you have a defense matrix, a decision matrix, excuse me? Do you make decisions just by how you feel, which we're going to spend a lot of time talking about today? Or do you make decisions based on something else? How, how do you make decisions And how do you handle it? So for me, one of the things that I have found helpful is there is a distinction between nice and kind. Nice is only concerned about the the person's feelings. Kind is concerned about the person's feelings, but is also concerned about helping the person be the best version of themselves that they can be, inviting them into more kind of saying, I love you and right where you're at. And I want you to grow to continue to become the best version of yourself. And so 
what happens is we we make a decision on okay this might hurt their feelings but it's not going to harm them the the ultimate difference between whether we're using this for good or for evil is who is the end beneficiary by what we're doing who is the person that is the end uh, that will ultimately benefit if it's myself because i enjoy watching people dance or i enjoy you know stirring the pot i think it's how i heard a person put it once then I'm not being kind, I'm not even being nice, I'm being mean. If it's for the benefit of the other person, that's being kind. If it's for their benefit to grow, that's being kind. All right, so I hope that helps. I hope that makes more sense. I do also want to make sure that I let you know that this Saturday we are hosting, actually we're not hosting it, a a local uh, organization called FROM, uh, Flat River Outreach Ministries, is hosting a parenting conference uh, that we've partnered with them to do for free, we being my wife and I. It starts at 9. It'll end at 11. Uh, it is free. You do need to register. You can attend in person or online. Uh, so if you are interested about that, in that, please check our Facebook pages. Uh, also, you can reach out directly to Flat River Outreach Ministries in Lowell, Michigan. They have a website. They have a phone number. You can check that out. That website is fromlowell.com. Actually, let me make sure that I'm correct on that. Uh, yes, from Lowell, so F-R-O-M-L-O-W-E-L-L dot O-R-G. Also, you can call them at 897-8260. All right, now I want to transition to more or less what I want to talk about today. And, and you know, I always have a couple different things I want to talk about. Sometimes I try to do it all in one episode. Today, we're only going to talk about this one thing. And that's this idea of there's essentially three months left in the year, right? October, November, December, half of September. If you don't like what your life looks like today, what are you doing about it? That's one of my questions. Or if there's a part of your life that you don't like. Last week, somebody wrote in, they're like, hey, look, my wife goes on these trips uh, and she doesn't like them. And, and I don't understand. And when I bring it up to her, she gets mad at me. What do I do? Or two weeks ago, somebody wrote in and I talked about it last week. Well, you can't do a whole lot for someone else. And I think this is where we get confused a little bit. We tend to engage the change process for other people or want to engage the change process for other people, but not as much for ourselves. And I think that's because change is really hard. Uh, It's just hard and it's constant, right? And, And a lot of people tend to think of change as outward forces changing, but even inward forces creating change is difficult. And so one of the things that we have to do is we have to embrace the reality of what is. You've heard me say this before. I'll continue to say it. We have to assume a posture of brutal acceptance of what is. Brutal acceptance of reality is the first step to good change. Because one of the things that we have to brutally accept is that the change process never really stops. It constantly goes forward. That is to say that no matter what changes changes you have accomplished to this point, you're going to have to continue to be in the change process. Now, there are some changes, uh, I think it's Henry Cloud, in fact, I'm sure it's Henry Cloud, who says you never go back from, right? Once you make the change, you never go back. And there's truth to that, but the change process itself, the growth process itself, you're constantly involved in. You need to be constantly involved and you need to be constantly chasing. And what happens 
is I think two things. People start to make change and it doesn't go as fast as they think it should. So they get discouraged and quit or they make change and then something disrupts the routine that brought the change. And so they revert or they revert kind of or something goes haywire and then they get discouraged and they stop. Are you noticing a theme? The word discouraged. So once we engage this brutal acceptance that change will will have to be something that we have to engage in forever. The next thing we have to do is we have to prepare for discouragement. We have to expect that it will be discouraging. I've spent a lot of time lately talking to clients about expectations because satisfaction comes from expectations that are exceeded or met. And sometimes it also comes from, or, or dissatisfaction comes from expectations that are met, reality being less than or equal to expectations. In other words, sometimes your expectations are met and it's it's not satisfying. In a situation where we're talking about change, what we're looking for here is we have to have clear expectations about what the change process is like. The very first one we have to have, I said this numerous times, it's something you're going to have to engage in regularly. And then you're going to have to expect that discouragement will come. Here, here's something that I think happens a lot. People get discouraged And rather than seeing discouragement as part of the process, they see discouragement as proof that there's something wrong with them. That if they're discouraged, it must be because there's something wrong with them. In reality, I think it's just proof that they're discouraged and they're in the process. And what I advocate for is instead of seeing discouragement as though there's something wrong with you, what if you saw your discouragement as evidence that you're actually doing something meaningful, that you're working, that you're engaging the change process, and it's part of the process. And so instead of seeing it as a negative, I know this sounds counterintuitive, but what if you tried to embrace your discouragement as a positive thing because it's part of the change process? Mm-hmm. I had someone ask me uh, about if I if I stop seeing clients because they don't do you know what we ask them to do or they're in resistance. And he didn't use the word resistance. See, I'm, I'm using the clinical word. But I told him, I said, resistance is part of the process. The idea that someone wants to change, but they're not willing to do the things necessary for change is part of the process. And, and so I've rarely terminated with clients who are in resistance because that's part of the process. I think, I think, I tried to do a quick count in my head. I think it's three or four in 11 years And to be honest with you, if I'm really transparent, I sometimes wonder, did I do the right thing? Uh, I have had clients terminate because they were in resistance and they're like, I'm just not ready to change. Okay, that's fine. That's their business. Uh, And a few times I've had to say, hey, I just don't think I'm helping you. You know, let me give you a list of other therapists. But by and large, resistance is part of the process. So when a counselor sees resistance in a client, they should most of the time be happy because that means they're involving their client in the change process and they're walking next to them. I want you to do that for yourself when it comes to discouragement. When you're discouraged, it's okay because you're doing something. Now, if you're discouraged and you're not doing something, we might get, in other words, you're not doing something to move out of that discouragement. You're not doing something to change it. Then we probably need to talk about, okay, well, what's the next steps? Because one of the things that we need to deep dive into is the idea that two things that seem contradictory can be true at the same time. And in this case, that those two truths are that change is hard, change stinks, being discouraged stinks, 
and it can be a good thing. And it can be something that we can, at some level, celebrate. So we start with brutally accepting that change is a process that is lifelong. And we should expect discouragement to come. We should expect that we will be discouraged. And especially as you look at your life and you want to engage in meaningful things, one of the things that I just tell you, just expect that there will be times where you're discouraged. Just expect that there will be times where you're sad. Just expect that there will be times where you don't want to go forward. And people are like, well, then why would I do it? Because not doing it doesn't avoid the discouragement. Not doing it doesn't avoid the pain. Not doing it doesn't avoid the, 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 the sadness. You still experience those things and you don't actually accomplish anything. And once we've done these two things, then we start to propel ourselves into the third step, which is the perpetual step of do the work. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. No one else is responsible for your life. No one else is responsible for your outcomes. No one else is responsible for the change that you want to bring into your life. You are. Well, yeah, Joe, but no, no, no. You're responsible for your own change. You're responsible for your own life. And so if you can change your mindset a little bit, tweak your mindset to, it's okay if I'm discouraged. It's okay if I'm sad. It's okay because change is an ongoing process. It is continual. And I, if I'm going to achieve things in my life, I will have to be willing to be discouraged. I will have to be willing to be sad. I will have to be willing to be uncomfortable. And I will have to be willing to move forward by doing the work again and again and again. Everybody has excuses. Everybody. Everybody has reasons why they couldn't do it, why they shouldn't do it. The majority of those are probably not legit. That's the hard thing. Now, look, there are some things we've talked about this. Hey, if you want to do these things, you can't do those things. And sometimes we get involved in the process of change and we're like, oh, you know what? I was moving towards this and that isn't really what I want. What I want is that. Okay, we're still moving. We're still doing the work. We're still doing the work. But we're responsible for our own lives. One of the things that honestly terrifies me for the world I currently live in is so few people want to be responsible for their own lives. They want to blame their parents, their siblings, their third grade teacher, their biology teacher, their ex-husband, their ex-wife. They want to blame everybody but take responsibility for themselves. They want to avoid that. And, and there's this video that's floating around social media somewhere. It doesn't matter whose fault it is if you're the one that's responsible to fix it. Whose fault it is is an irrelevant conversation if you're the one that's responsible to fix it. And, and you are responsible for your life. You are responsible for whatever your life looks like. You're responsible for it. If you don't like the way your life looks, you're responsible to change it. You are the one that is responsible for your life. I sound like a broken record, I know, but I cannot express this enough. Well, it's going to be hard. Yes, see point number two. Well, it's going to be really hard. Yes, see point number two. Well, I don't know if I can do it. That's okay. You don't have to know. If you knew, you wouldn't need faith. Well, but I'm scared. That's okay, too. I'm scared, too. I'm with you. 
It's okay to be scared. But make the changes. Do the work. You've got three and a half months left in the school year. How, or in the year, excuse me, in the school year. In the year. How are you going to set yourself up for success for 2022? We just go around the sun so many times and then it's done, folks. And then it's done. What are you doing? Do the work. All right, I would like to say a shout out to my son. His birthday is the day that this episode will drop. Uh, I immensely enjoy being your daddy. All right, my friends, thank you so much for listening. If you want to reach out to me, do so, please. Joe at JoeMartino.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Uh, If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends uh, or via your social media. Can't tell you how much we appreciate that. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. And hey, give us that rating in your podcast store. Until next time, change possible.